Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Uh, happy summer, you know, crawling in here. Another. It seems like every Wednesday that we're going to do a podcast, we crawl in here half dead after seeing patients all morning, and we try to remember what the heck the topic was. That was nuts today. Good job, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Giving us a good job. Yeah, you're right. We're all on the same page with how good of a job we did. Kim, how, how good of a good job did we have? Kim, do you have anything to add to the group? Great job, guys. Mm. I feel like that was coerced. Yeah. <clears throat> it was. Kim, the audience really likes listening to you. I've heard from more than one person. Oh, really? They're like, oh, is that Kim? I'm like, yeah, that's Kim over there. You know? Okay. I'll talk more. Listen, you got to break free from those chains. Did you write that down, Kim? She doesn't know who that is. <laughs> she doesn't know. You don't know about Wilson Phillips, do you? No. <laughs> Sometimes there are days when you're right. okay. so he's getting ready to do it. He's going to do the thing. Okay, so this week we want to talk about vertigo. Uh, one of our patients asked us to speak about it uh, like six weeks ago. We said we'd get it in, and now we're getting it in. So <laughs> vertigo, I mean, that's about as fast as we could do it. So yeah. vertigo, in layperson's terms, it's just a sensation of being off balance or being dizzy. And there's two ways, you know, people say, oh, I have vertigo, we'll immediately say to them, hey, are you spinning or is the room spinning? Because it helps us identify the different types of vertigo. So uh, WebMD or uh, your classic medical literature lists really three kinds of vertigo. There is BPPV, which is far and away the most common diagnosis, uh, like fibromyalgia. It's just the diagnosis they slap on you when there isn't enough testing or when something is poorly defined, like, oh, it must be fire. Anyway. What does that stand for? Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, Kim. And um, that's what we're going to call it. BPD, super BPD, cool, BPD, yeah. That's why nobody ever says it again. It's thought to have to do with the little stones in your ears not being positioned correctly or maybe one of them breaks loose or... You know, the mechanism for you being able to tell what direction you're facing or being able to turn your head quickly is because there's little bitty rocks in your ear canals. And those little bitty rocks, those tiny things called canoliths, um, their positioning is slightly magnetic and it, it allows you to keep your balance left to right and in quick side to side motion. Sometimes they get dislodged and people can get that. So there's different cures for it or different ways to treat it. Another kind is what they call Meniere's disease. And again, this is another trashy one. And we have, through the years, had 4 billion people in here that say they've been diagnosed with Meniere's disease. And so Meniere's disease is actually an inner ear disorder. So it has nothing to do with the actual stones. It's the neurology behind inner ear transmission. It's thought to have symptoms of vertigo and um, ringing in the ears. And so those two are often together. So we, we get to see that in this facility a whole lot. That we have throughout the year. So, and then there's, and then the last one is actually vestibular neuritis or labyrinthitis, and that's actually an inner ear lining infection, either either from a, a bacterial or a, a viral, and um, that's the one that we see the least. I would think. I, I think I've only I can remember one offhand where. They came in. They had they had other signs of symptoms. Yeah. Like they had a fever and stuff. And I was like, I think you better go. Yeah, you gotta get this checked, get out. checked out. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the one thing. Fever is just its own deal. 90% of your diagnosis is going to be in the, in the history and consultation. And, man, fever just puts a red flag on so much. And that's definitely one of them. It's like, I had a fever and my ear hurts. Okay, well, now we're going to check it out. So, um, And then um, the reason why we care so much about vertigo and we care about dizziness is because it, it leads to that often linked symptom um, that leads to stroke. So like, oh, I'm dizzy. From this going on, and they talk about upper cervical arterial impingement or stroke, and uh, saying that phrase in this office is going to get you a good, firm, 45-minute long talking to, at least 45 minutes, complete with case references and a really, really, really firm dissertation. Uh, we're not going to go into that now because we have a whole podcast we've, de- we've devoted to that. So. Um, one thing that you'll know is something that sets off vertigo is when you change your head rapidly. It's like the world can't catch up with you. So that's what vertigo is. You know, I was going to go through some case studies about chiropractic and vertigo. And uh, I'm like, well, let me just pull one from 2021. Well, there's 117 case studies that have been published on vertigo in 2021 chiropractic offices. I'm like, okay, let me just go in this last month. Well, in the month of June, there were 17. So everybody's publishing case studies on vertigo because we fix it all the time. And it comes from a couple different things. One, it could be that there are malpositions, subluxations of C1 on the occiput causing impingement. It's thought to cause impingement and uh, disassociation between the um, conductive hearing and sensory neural hearing, which causes that dizziness. There's also um, what they call Apley's Maneuver for restoring it. Now, I know you guys are going to talk about that. So, yeah. My objective was only to identify what vertigo is and talk about uh, a chiropractic case study, but there are so many, it would just be impossible. Suffice to say, we treat it in chiropractic offices or we treat it in this office during the summer and during the winter, like the hottest parts of the summer and then w- the coldest parts of the winters when we see it the most. What about patients that are taking medicines that... Oh, yeah. That um, Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't even everyone, think about that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Of course, there's, there's uh, three or four of them that that's a known side effect. Yeah. yeah, it's a known the side known effect. effect of yeah. vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's on there. It's small print. The other thing is, you go like WebMD and it's like treatment for vertigo. They talk about different medications to counter the medications that you're already on, hmm. and then they talk about vestibular rehabilitation, which is physical therapy. But the one thing they don't talk about chiropractic care, even though it's proven super 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 safe proven to be effective and so it's like well you know we compete with them and so they don't mention us but it's like they took an oath you can't publish this you can't leave that out you are now denying patients information you know like that just drives me crazy like they'll take any shot they can at the profession but man when they when you start asking them about it oh well, we don't know. Oh, we don't know if that's proven. Like, it's just, okay, I'm just going to let it go because I'm on the verge. When Kim starts leaning back away from me, I know it's time to really hand off the mic. <laughs> all right, all right, Dr. Maurer. <laughs> yeah, so what I was going to talk about is treatments for vertigo outside of, these aren't all outside of what we could do in our office, but these are less chiropractic. And I'm going to let Dr. Matt speak specifically on chiropractic treatment for vertigo. Chiropractically, yes. So the first one, it's kind of been mentioned is the repositioning maneuvers and this is for those bppv nice those those calcium deposits or they sometimes these called crystals that are located in the uh, canal and there's four major ones epley samant 
Foster, and then Brant Daroff. And I have helped, and Kim, you were there. Yeah. I helped a patient get through the Epley. Actually, she came back twice. Mm -hmm. She felt really great, started to come back. We did the second time, and then it was clear. So That's so cool. Like, it, what a cool... It was such a cool experience. Yeah. And it is yeah. something it's they... It's neat, isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, somebody's, like, racked, and then you help. That's and it's just cool. immediate, yeah. Coming yeah, as soon in, as she said, I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I can do this now. And then she came back, and I think during the test, it started coming back a little bit. Like the vertigo. So and you I had to rework it. it, yeah. Yeah, I redid it. That's and cool. then after that, she was good to mm -hmm. go. So it's, yeah, it's pretty neat. And what you do, you could even do that Epley on your own. Yeah, you could find it. It's just certain situations. But I, I helped her through it, and you can see the eyes darting back and forth as you move the head different ways. And once those eyes stop darting, that's what I was doing, helping to see when that happened. And then once that happened, we moved it back into the other position. So basically, what you're doing is you're moving those deposits into an area of your ear where they can actually be reabsorbed potentially mm -hmm. so that's a big part of that and that's why potentially if once you get them away they may not come back or it may be a while before those deposits form again so that's the repositioning maneuvers i think i know you just mentioned the vestibular rehabilitation yeah yeah so if it's something that's still your stuff i'm sorry you're fine uh, if it's <laughs> something that's been around a while and your medical physician may Say, hey, you need some vestibular rehabilitation. And that's to try to strengthen that vestibular system to be able to handle you having vertigo. So that's something we would necessarily do. Can I ask a maybe dumb question? What okay. is vestibular mean? The vestibular apparatus, it's the generic term that doctors use to describe our ability to translate sound and vision into a positional sense. So you can see and you can hear, and that tells you where you are in space. So there are four quaffillion things that affect the vestibular apparatus. And so to be specific, we can talk about cerebellar nucleus, little dense pools of neurons in the, in the cerebellum that coordinate all that information. But when we say vestibular, we're, we're referring to primarily your sense of balance, but indirectly your sense of position. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. And usually a physical therapist would be the one to perform on what Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And they do a good I job. Mean, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I much prefer that over oh, yeah. the things that I'm going to talk about next. Oh. So, <laughs> um, medicine, which you already brought up. Yeah. So, and sometimes it's just to help with the nausea. You know, maybe just something they give you to help with the nausea or the motion sickness that you're having. You mentioned the illness. So if they do find out you're dealing with a bacterial antibiotics, um, and maybe even steroids to bring down any type of inflammation that might be occurring within the ear. And then you mentioned the, the Meniere's. Mm -hmm. So what they may give is a diuretic, basically to reduce pressure fluid buildup. That's right. So the only thing I've come into an issue with is that I come in, you know, someone comes in, you do your history, and you really believe it's a BPPV, but they're taking medication that's this Not is a side of purposes. Yeah. So yeah. And then the last thing on here is surgery. So you know, hopefully that's the yeah. last What kind last of surgery option. would that be? Well, oh. <laughs> in some cases, let's say it may be needed. Like if they find that you have a tumor and that's that's it's causing it. it. Yeah. Or if you've had a brain or neck severe brain or neck injury. Right. That maybe need surgery for that. But once again, we're, we're talking about the neck again. Mm. Neck involved. Dr. Matt's going to talk about what we can do as far as gotcha. that goes and how the neck relates to that area. 
Yeah, so chiropractically speaking, we look at C1 and C2 almost exclusively, and we look at how C1 is fit underneath the occiput. So when we do the adjustments for vertigo, we do almost straight lateral to medial adjustments through C1. Right. And the reason why we do that, because if we try to turn the patient's head, guess what? Puke city. Puke city. And so... Right um, all of your new khakis, Kim. Yeah. Mm. So your new khakis. That's why we don't wear new khakis here, because you're going to get puked on. And while, and while we're doing that adjustment, we, we talk to the patients, okay, where, where can you go at from here? Can we turn your head a little bit? And then you just work the portion of that back in through the therapy, and you just keep going more and more and it's more. It's very slow, very intense, and a lot of, a lot of watching the patient. You know, there's a lot of physical diagnosing that goes into it, and I think we really shine at it. Chiropractors in general, but of course us specific. Of course. Yeah. So the other thing that we do is we adjust the ears. We make sure that those eustachian tubes are freely moving. They don't get clogged up. Nice. So like we were talking with Dr. Josh and Dr. Brad, if there's a backup and it's not draining properly, you're going to get fluid build up in that side. That is going it. to... That's going to throw off your sense of balance and put you more at risk of developing vertigo. Usually when we see vertigo cases come in here, it's either an existing patient or it's a brand new, I've had this, whatever, I can't, I can't sit up. My friend's bringing me in. You will find that the four or five of them come together. So like it's never just like one, one case a week. It's four or five cases that kind of pile on one another and we all see them the same day. It's just something that happens, and it, it, we don't know if it's like just in the air or what. But uh, so, chiropractically speaking, C1, C2 is what we check. We can also work with um, if they can't lay down, which is a big thing, we can adjust them seated. Now, if you know chiropractic, Gonstead adjustment through the occiput and C1 is just a seated normal adjustment through uh, P to A. And that's just based back on just, front. yeah, back to front. Back to front, Kim. Her eyes are still glazed over. She doesn't know where you're at, Dr. Fink. Gonstead is, is a, there are different, <laughs> there are different types of adjusting, okay. right? Diversified, yeah, activator, yeah, yeah. okay. Gonstead is one of those, and it, it is an extremely specific adjustment. One adjustment, one spot, and, it, and we call it line of drive, the way you're going to push the bone. Hmm. So you push your hands towards me or you push your hand up at an angle to me, or you push your hand sideways to me, those things affect it. And so when you want to get really specific listings of vertebrae, they talk about how one vertebra relates to another in a very specific way and how they're going to correct that. Huh. It's super, super cool stuff. So along with adjusting that way, following up and corrective care regarding uh, vertigo is cervical traction phase one and phase two that we do here at the office. And not like the traction with people growing up where they hook a sandbag to yeah. a door and you're on the other side of it. That's what, when you say traction, that's what people think of because they used to hook them to a door and that's what we'd pull. The people would fight the sandbag and they just tear it Some people still facing. do that. Like, yeah, and, right? that's, and that's not, I'm sure there's some clinical cases, but I can't imagine what they would be. Hmm. So yeah. you, now what you need, just need is a fulcrum and the person to relax rather than fighting the sandbag the whole time. It's yeah. ridiculous. So we talk about post, uh, postural awareness and being able to get up every 28 to 30 minutes, checking your posture, making sure that um, there is no chance for your yeah. neck to go too far forward. 
and get it get you into a bad position. Right. So chiropractic speaking, that's how we treat vertigo here. Mm. Cool. It's cool. So one other thing is like what Dr. Matt said about the specific adjusting that we call line of drive. Like that that's what chiropractic is. That's why we get so crazy we will say manipulation. Like manipulation doesn't matter what what the relationships of the bones are. You're gonna manipulate them. You're gonna get them to move no matter what. Mm -hmm. That's crap. That's not specific. Like, you don't know if you're getting the problem, you're just getting the whole area. Anybody can do that. You throw you down the stairs, you're gonna get manipulated. Adjusting is the specific analysis, detection, removal, and then recheck of an area. That's what makes it so great. You know, it's not some global blow up the bones action. It's a specific response to an analysis. That's what makes us doctors. I get crazy. It just, it just drives me nuts when I, just in general here that, that not talked about, you know what I mean? Like, oh, in this study they manipulated a blah, blah, blah. We didn't think it was very effective. Like, okay, that's because you're just racking bones around, you know? Like, anyway, so, okay, that's vertigo. It's now been covered. One other thing, you know, why we see it so often, more often in the summer during the hot months, my thought my thought, gentlemen, okay. is that you're outside, it's hot, you're like, oh, it's going crazy, you're, you're, you know, it's, the, it's summer in St. Louis, 6 trillion percent humidity, 100 degrees. You come inside, you're hot as can be, you lay under a fan on high, or a ceiling fan's on, rapidly cool off, right? The carotid artery, which is pumping blood to your brain, is underneath one very long, powerful, super cool muscle that we call the sterno. Clydomastoid, which takes its origin from the skull and it hooks all the way down, partially onto the clavicle and partially onto the um, onto the sternum. And I think what's happening is that the air that's circulating is rapidly cooling that muscle, even though you have warm blood, warm blood running behind it, and that inevitably leads to muscle contracture, unscheduled muscle contracture that we call. Spasm. In Sounds like a research project. I know. So then the SCM spasms, and because it's hooked onto the 11th cranial nerve, starts feeding that crazy information to the brain. You can't turn your head, and it sets off the whole vestibular apparatus. That's what I think is going on. That's why we see so many Dr. cases Matt, right now. Dr. Matt keeps his SCMs warm. Dr. Matt protects his SCMs with a fine beard. The rest of us should start wearing SCM yeah. guards. <laughs> it's funny that wouldn't help that would uh, my part was serious though Kim yeah, but he does have a really great SCM covering beer. yeah he does okay uh, Kim do you have anything for the people no I don't Dr. Maurer that last bit was it that's all I had right <laughs> it's because Matt's over there stroking his beard nobody can focus right now Dr. Fink anything for the people I do not have anything for the people okay uh, man we've got an awesome summer full of really cool podcasts coming up Kimberly has been working so hard um, to follow up with patient requests. If you have any requests, please, 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 Kim, K-I-M, at mfwellness.org. Uh, we really enjoy bringing these in response to patients and, and really you know, take our obligation to educate pretty seriously. So if you have anything you want us to talk about, we'll talk about it until you throw up. Perfect. Not one second longer. All right. So for Kimberly, for Dr. Matt, for Dr. Brad, I'm Dr. Joshua Fink, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Bye. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.